Well, today my guest is Dana Lubner from Effortless Vacation Rentals in Denver. And Dana is the host of a new podcast called How to Save Your Vacation Rental. And it's about advocacy. And Dana's going to be telling us what happened to her and her company and other hosts in Denver, Colorado, and how that motivated her to create a Good Neighbor Summit and to bring the whole idea of advocacy to a much wider audience in the podcast with the help of the indomitable Matt Landau. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. I am your host, Heather Bayer, and super delighted to be back with you again. So as we head into the fall and winter, we're starting to look at new projects. You know, we've got our website done for our company and, you know, I'm thinking, well, what do I do now? And apart from creating some new training courses, which I'm getting very involved in right now, and working with Amy Highnote on a new project, which will be announced very, very shortly, I am also looking at what's happening in our area, in Ontario, in terms of regulations and legislation. And I have mentioned this in the past, that, that we've, we've been fairly isolated for many, many years from any talk of regulations. It was just, it is what it is. You know, rentals happen and everybody seemed quite happy with it. But in the past few years, we have become infected, if you like, with what's going on in other parts of North America and the world. And that is uh, legislation that is creeping in. Now, there's nothing wrong with legislation and regulations, I don't believe, in our business. You know, licensing is fine, but we, we are seeing outright bans being mentioned. And in s- some parts of our area, outright bans have been implemented and owners and agencies are now without any means of renting out their properties. So I was really interested to hear from Matt Landau that he was producing a new podcast with Dana Lubner from Effortless Rentals in Denver, Colorado. And it was going to be a masterclass, a 10 episode masterclass in how to save your vacation rentals. So everything from, you know, how to mobilize the stakeholders, how to create an event, how to lobby, all the things that we all need to know. And it's something that Dana mentions in the podcast is that even if you have regulations in place at the moment, it doesn't mean they're not going to change in the future. And we all need to be ready for that sort of change. So 
Before I go into the interview with Dana, I want to play a little teaser for this new podcast. And it will give you some idea of the mission behind it and why it was all set up. So it will give you some idea of what to expect. So here you go. Rental business is made by VRMB and brought to you by Track Hospitality Software. all started about three years ago. I was working alongside my brother at Effortless Rental Group and we attended a city meeting and realized things were completely sideways. Posts were being sent affidavits and being even charged with felonies. We realized that if we didn't do something, our family business was going to be shut down. That's insane. I mean, the premise of your livelihood, all this hard work just being flushed down the drain. It really was. What did that feel like? It felt personal on a deep level. Running a business with family is really hard. You put your blood, sweat, and tears into it. And knowing how professional the industry has become and the effort we were putting into operating in the city made me really scared to think we could lose it all just because of a few bad actors. So it's like a turning point. Without a doubt, I knew if we didn't do something, the game was over. The hosting community had to wake up and get together. My name is Dana Lubner, and vacation rental businesses like ours around the country are in danger of being shut down due to unfair regulations. This is my attempt to do something about it. Together with Matt Landau, we invite you to join us on a journey into the world of professional vacation rental advocacy. Learn from some of the wisest managers in the country about their common denominators for success. Learn how to shape policy. Use advice from alliance leaders who were dropped into this role. Even consider the ideas from neighborhood advocates typically against short-term rentals about solutions that can work for us all. There's going to be five new council members elected in, in San Diego this year who would have to learn the issue all over again. Unless you work with the community to figure out how it makes sense, the battle's not going to end. It, it was true. The city was basically trying to pass a ban on short-term rentals, and even those of us who were in operation would have to stop. We researched neighborhoods and schools and crime statistics before we settled on a neighborhood we bought this to be our forever house to raise our girls and so for parents it was the loss of community it's just a handful of stories told over and over and over again if we're all taking care of addressing the concerns of hosts and travelers we will help as a community weed out the bad actors. There's enough business for everybody. And the bigger cause here isn't really our businesses. The bigger cause here is the actual regulations. And if we don't work together, we're really not going to have a chance at this. It's important for those who are too afraid and for those who are um, lacking the knowledge or the resources or for your housekeeper, or for your gardener, or for your maintenance man. So this problem is bigger than you. The vacation rental movement is one of the fastest growing sectors in travel. 
But without better leadership, advocacy, and community building efforts, it may not be here tomorrow. Victory is a compromise policy that responsibly regulates our industry in a way that protects good actors and gives them the certainty that they need to invest in their business for the long term, but also one that gives communities the certainty that they need to know that our industry is going to be a positive member of the community. From my friends at VRMB, this is How to Save Your Vacation Rental Business, a 10-part educational series about the do's and don'ts of sustainable short-term rentals. I'm your host, Dana Lubner, and I'm really excited. Our first episode drops next month. Make sure you subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode. It's going to be awesome. So that was a great introduction to the new podcast produced by Matt and hosted by Dana Lubner. And I am definitely going to be listening to it. But uh, I wanted to talk to Dana a little bit more length to find out how this all came about. So let's jump straight on over to my interview with her. Well, hello and welcome to this episode of the Vacation Rental Success. I was going to say the Vacation Rental Success Summit, but actually it's this episode of Vacation Rental Success. It's been uh, <clears throat> been a while since we did the Success Summit, but I keep hanging that in at the end. So bear with me. I would say it's a long day, but it, it's morning and I should perhaps be, be more um, with it right now. Somebody who is with it right now is my guest today, and that is Dana Lubner from the Effortless Rental Group. And Dana is uh, in conjunction with Matt Landau and sponsored by Track Hospitality Software, producing a new podcast. And you just heard the teaser audio for that. So I wanted to bring Dana on and talk to her a little bit more about how this all came about. So welcome, Dana. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having. I am ear to ear smiling and so happy to be here with you. Well, we had such a lovely conversation in New Orleans and, and we were just we were just talking about this, weren't we? Just, you know, it, it was only last year. It was less than a year ago and it seems like a decade. We really, it, it has felt like Time has no uh, reality right now with how quickly everything's changing and how fast business has changed even over that amount of time. And uh, yes, I was, it feels like way more than a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. I went from New Orleans and then went on to London for the host 2019 conference, which was absolutely great. I was so looking forward to going back to London again this year. But uh, it is not to be. And of course, the VRMA conferences were, were done with. And Amy's Amy Highnotes Revenue Management Conference is now online. Antonio Bortolotti's Vacation Rental World Summit is online. And the Book Direct Show is online. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm not great on online conferences. I don't know about you, Dana. I start out with the greatest of intentions, but then a squirrel comes along and, you know, the next minute I'm baking cookies. <laughs> It's I'm I'm right there with you. It's this lack of um physically being there and this accountability and 
you know, we're just in such a multitasking world that it's hard and doesn't quite have that same punch as being there in person. So I definitely am missing the conference beat as well. Yes, absolutely. And I know that um, the a- Amy is is still considering the Vacation Rental Women's Summit next February. And I hope to be down in Gulf Shores at that time snowboarding because I just can't imagine a whole winter in Ontario. <laughs> but, you know, we, we'll, we'll see how it goes. We will see, you know, t- let's just roll with the punches, don't we? Exactly. It, that's the name of the game right now is you have to be nimble. You have to be flexible. And your plans may change. Yes, yes. Truer words never spoken. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this great conversation when we met for coffee in New Orleans. And, you know, I heard then about your company, the Effortless Rental Group. But I'd, I'd like you to share that with listeners. Let us know how you got into the short-term rental business in the first place. Sure thing. Just like I hear on every podcast that I listen to, I stumbled upon the industry. I was working at a marketing agency and just wasn't feeling super excited about what I was doing. And I've always been a believer if you're not having fun in your job, it's time to do some either self-reflection and evaluations or, or change your environment. So I reached out to my brother and he said, you have to come work for me. And, you know, working with family is something you have to consider cautiously. <laughs> um, I've worked with family in the past. Um, and so I definitely had to give it some good thought. And it was the best decision I've made. I joined the team, became the sales director, and fell in love with the industry. I'm very similar to a lot of people. I want to become as proficient and an expert as I can. So I started listening to all the podcasts out there, and that's when I found you. Well, I'm I'm glad. And I'm glad that you are still a listener after this time too. So that's great to know that you are still listening. Um, So your business is in Denver? Correct. Yes. So how many properties do you you manage and um, what types of properties are they? So we have about just under 100 properties that we currently manage. We Our biggest footprint is in Denver, uh, but we manage properties that are in the mountains as well. So it's really interesting to have a business where you have an urban destination where the focus is leisure as well as a good amount of business travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the vacation rental destinations, it's primarily just leisure. So it's a different type of uh, guest communication. It's a different way we position our listings. But I'd say the biggest footprint is here in Denver uh, with with uh, the majority of our properties being owned by the property owner. And then we manage the property on their behalf. Mm-hmm. So how has COVID impacted the business? Because it, it appears to have been sort of, you know, is either feast or famine. It's so interesting. Everything that I've been reading from the blog articles that are published or the webinars I'm attending, you hear such a variety of responses on how people are bouncing back from it. I think, you know, we can all share the pain of initially when it hit, everyone's reservations were wiped out and it was sort of this panic mode and an identity crisis. Like, what are we doing? How are we going to bounce back? And then 
I have to say, even though urban markets have been known um, or described as being hit the hardest, and I do agree, we've definitely seen some, you know, impacts on the way we're able to make our revenue uh, targets here locally. I think it's really the difference between a listing that's professionally presented and showing, uh, you know, cleanliness standards that we are abiding by and the way that the listing is photographed and the description is written that really has helped our properties stand out. So ultimately, while revenue, you know, I'd say average daily rate is down without a doubt, we're still seeing really high occupancy rates. Mm -hmm. Right now, this is our peak season. So that's to be expected. So our team is busier than ever in this urban market where we're located. Are you seeing this a bounce back uh, at the moment? Absolutely. And I think that's going to trickle into the fall later than it typically would here. I think people (laughs) are wrapping their minds around the reality of, I don't have to go back to the office so I can make my office wherever. And it, I, I hear that when I do all my research that that's commonly shared, but then I see it. Like I just did a property walkthrough yesterday and this guy who's a lawyer, he's like, we're not going back to the office. So I'm going to get an RV and I'm going to take the show on the road. Yeah. And it's just such a cool idea that while he's on the road for next year, he can rent out his property. Yes. I mean, that, that is, that is a really great market people who are doing that. Cause I've seen that, you know, the, the sales of RVs are just going through the roof yeah, little bit of um, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, I've been RVing for fifteen years now, and and the big thing about RVing is is trying to get um, Wi-Fi, mobile connection. It's really really difficult, and all these people are heading out on the road, and I'm thinking, oh, you're just going to have, you know, it's either massively expensive because you are hotspotting into your Dell plan, or you buy some fancy satellite equipment. <laughs> anyway, I am going off the topic here. So, um, just having a look, you know, crystal ball 2021, what do you think will be, you know, changing? Do you think this is going to carry on into 2021 and more people going nomadic and renting out their homes and perhaps more people coming into cities that they've never been to before because they can work easily from another city? I, I, I like this idea of being able to just test something else out. Oh, totally. So the example I just gave you about the new prospect that I'm I'm working with about him hitting the road and leaving Denver, there <laughs> are people that are hitting the road from their hometown and coming to Denver or coming to the mountains. Mm-hmm. So I think that that will be a trend that will continue. You know, I think the reality is people don't like being stuck at home. We're adventure seekers uh, by nature Uh, We like to commune with others. And so I think that there will be more responsible drive to destination travel. And I know that a lot of people really bank on that warm escape during the winter climates like Uh yourself. Um, And so I know that there's definitely going to be people that are saying, okay, this is our traditional vacation time. Let's do something outside of our own backyard. Mm -hmm. So I I definitely think we'll see a new style of spring break occur this next year. It's going to be interesting to uh, to watch what happens. I know in our business we're we're already seeing forward bookings at fifty percent higher than we would normally expect. You know, for for people booking into the summer of twenty twenty one, way way above 
the activity we normally see. I think because a lot of people missed out, they missed out on this year. So they want to make sure they secure something for next year. So, uh, so yes, we will watch this space. I'm not a one for making predictions. My, my friend, Andrew McConnell from rented.com, he's, he's a great predictor. And it was interesting to see that he's posting photos from uh, Bermuda, I believe at the moment, uh, Bermuda or Barbados. I, I, you know, it's out there in the Caribbean and he's taken advantage of, of some of the, um, the, the new policies that, that these Caribbean islands are offering, you know, come stay or waive some of the visitor regulations and legislation, come and work here for a year. But I think he's just starting with a month, but he's got his wife and family with him. And he's posting those photos of, you know, the laptop on the table outside with the Caribbean. <laughs> Oh God, that's such a tease. I mean, but hey, you know what? Good for him. Like there's there's no reason why you shouldn't do that if you can. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's move on to your new project. And it is the podcast that we just played the teaser of in the introduction here called How to Save Your Vacation Rental Business. And as I said, you're doing this in conjunction with Matt Landau. So, hey, the Matt Landau production company. Yes. <laughs> what it seems to be like now. I want to go right back and talk about what started this all, what started your mission to spread the advocacy message, which has now morphed into creating this podcast. I mean, I, it tickles me to think about all of it because so much has happened in a year. I mean, never <laughs> mind COVID. It's crazy to think about how much has happened. Um, but to back it up, the situation that we were in in Denver was heading in a direction that was pretty dire, pretty negative. You know, we were seeing hosts be sent affidavits in questioning if their property was truly their primary residence. And so to back it up a second further... Currently, uh, the regulations in Denver require a property to be one's primary residence. And it's really funny when I say that to people because it takes them a second and then they say, how does that make sense? How does that work? Exactly. (laughs) And so, and how do you build a business off professional property management if they have to be in their home? And it's not owner-occupied, meaning the host needs to be there during the stay. So the primary residence requirement was in question for a lot of hosts. And so they sent out affidavits and then they started charging people with felonies where they didn't believe that it was really their primary residence. And, you know, headlines love to talk about the negative things and what's going to make a good story. And so the news was highlighting all these hosts and questions with mug shots. It was just like... <laughs> Awful. And so my brother and I and a couple other members on our team uh, were attending these short-term rental advisory committee meetings called STRAC for short. And we were hearing that the only people speaking during public comment were the upset neighbors. And it was the same upset neighbors speaking every time. And we realized, oh my goodness, we need to get these the truth of the positive impact out there. And so at that point, we joined together with a couple other property managers in the space and some passionate hosts. And we're like, we need to pay attention to what's going on here and start organizing a group to show up to these meetings um, and, and change the narrative. So that's kind of where the advocacy journey started for me personally here in Denver. And then You know, we created the Good Neighbor Summit, which was a first of its kind event where we brought together hosts, 
brought together people that were city representatives, a bunch of the stakeholders in the local community. Um, and we talked about best practices and the future of the industry and um, tips and tricks that you could do to to really be making a, a better impact. Because the reality is people were upset about the way short-term rentals were operating and they had a right to be. You know, mm-hmm. if they were living next to a house that wasn't using best practices or you know, upgrading the size of their trash cans or using noise monitoring devices. They weren't making it up. They were upset. So we said, how can we get to the root of these problems and fix it? So the Good Neighbor Summit was our our attempt at changing the narrative. We got the media there. Uh, We were in the news. And that was kind of the, the shift of our relationship with the city and how they viewed the hosting community as really wanting to be professional. Um, how did how did you get all the stakeholders there? You know, particularly the, the naysayers, the negatives. So it, I'm, I'm assuming that the Good Neighbor Summit wasn't just, you know, this happy clappy meeting of everybody that is positive and pro rentals. Well, I will, I'll say we, it was a gallery where we held the event. There was probably about 180 people in attendance. It was pretty awesome. We put together the event in six weeks. We reached out to the booking platforms and asked them to send out some emails inviting hosts. And we really had no idea would our space, you know, would the event sell out? Would no one show up? So it was, I'd say a majority of people that were pro short-term rentals that that were there in attendance. We invited the city officials there um, so that they could also be a witness to how much the hosting community cared about being professional. And like I said, some council members were there as well. I'm sure there were a couple people that were the not so favorable of short-term rentals there, but if anything, I would imagine that they would have been blown away and impressed in, Mm -hmm. in everything that we were trying to educate people on. So it was a full day. Correct. Yeah. What, what what were the components? What did you bring together on that day? Yeah, that was that was the crazy part. It was um we wanted to bring together people that would help draw the the crowds. And so we had um th- the way that the event was structured is we heard from our local DMO about all of the amazing things that Denver has to offer, the destination marketing organization, Visit Denver. And they talked about Red Rocks, and which is one of the coolest music venues ever. And they talked about all of our great events that we host and the things to do in the city and all of the restaurants. Uh, we also talked about conflict resolution. So we had a city mediator, which is a free service, come and talk about how to have difficult conversations. Because when you have an, a, a destination where your neighbors are right next door to you and you don't tell them you're short-term renting, you all of a sudden create this nosy neighbor that never wanted to be the nosy neighbor, but they're just curious what's going on. And so it's about being proactive and letting them know you're, you're a professional host and you want them to let you know if anything goes wrong. And then the end of the event, we had a panel where we had Scott Shafford and Nick from proper insurance and Dave Krause from rent responsibly and Ashley Hajini from VRBO, as well as the council member who was there when the regulations passed. And so we had a really engaging panel. Mm. That was our grand finale. And um, I'd say, you know, overall, the hosts that gave us feedback after we sent out our survey 
said it was a, a great success and they loved connecting with the other hosts in the community because I think it can be, be a very isolating thing to be an individual host mm-hmm. and not know how to connect. Yes. Now, as I'm as I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, wow, is this replicable? And, you know, in today's situation, difficult to get people to all together in one room. So I'm I'm thinking about my situation up here in Ontario because you know we 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 often feel like you know we're sitting in your attic you know there's a lot of stuff up there but you're not quite sure what what it is um but uh, in in that sitting in the attic we've been almost immune from these types of issues for so many years until the last 3 years and I really didn't pay a great deal of attention to what was going on in short-term rental advocacy for for a long for the longest time because I just thought it's not impacting us. Everybody loves short-term rentals, and then at the same time, Airbnb was infiltrating further and further north, and with that came much more visibility in terms of of what we did, and you know, as as hosts and managers, and you know, we got the Airbnb brush was spreading itself wider. It got to be a much bigger brush, if you like. So now we are in the same predicament as many places in the US in our little rural areas. And to some extent, it makes it very, very difficult because we have 450 different townships in our province. And granted, some of them are way north and we don't, you know, they're they're not so much of an issue, but there's a lot in our rental region a lot of different townships, and they're all now jumping on the bandwagon. And, you know, it just takes one neighbor to make a complaint and it will hit the press. You know, one one group that goes a little bit out of control and has late night parties, breaks the noise ordinances, or has a campfire when campfires are banned. And all of a sudden, I mean, I know you're nodding. You've heard this all before, but it's new to us. So when I'm hearing you talk about the Good Neighbor Summit, my immediate response is, or immediate thought is, wow, we could we could do something like this, Ontario-wide, the province-wide, put something together virtually, a day conference, and bring in all these people. So, you know, already you're influencing me as a property manager up here in Ontario. So I would imagine, you know, this, this influence – that you are bringing to the podcast, how to save your vacation rental business is going to go far and wide. So let's go on over to that. Oh, before we do, what's the situation with short-term rentals in Denver right now? I I definitely have to comment on the last thing you said, because there's something that's so important for people to realize is that ever, you know, if you're in a situation or a location where you don't think that something's going to happen, it's going to happen. And it's, you're, you're juggling a lot of balls and you're putting out multiple fires because the reality is you may be the best host or the best property management company, but there's people that you don't know that can ruin it for you. And so being able to create an event like this educates them, but then it also shows the how professional the industry is in your location when you invite people that are part of you know, the, the provinces yeah. and, and the townships. 
Um, but it also helps give you a seat at the table so you can help uh, be a part of the conversation about regulations because it just takes one location to make bad regulations. And then all of the other locations follow that example. Mm -hmm. And that's currently what we're seeing in Denver. Denver's primary residence requirement, I honestly think it was short-sighted. You know, it was trying to preserve neighborhoods. It was trying to help um, preserve housing affordability. But I think there were ways to accomplish that without requiring it to be a property a property owner's primary residence. And we're seeing that all of the other locations around Denver that don't yet have regulations in place are following the same ordinance. Mm-hmm. And so right now in Denver, um, our group, the Mile High Hosts, um, we're working on proposing a second license type that would allow for a non-primary residence license holder. Um, you know, it's not a free-for-all. It would be limited in location and limited in quantity, and it would have a lot more accountability and even, you know, financial expectations around this license type. But we're really trying to solve for what we believe the primary residence requirement initially was intended for. Um, So working on things I never thought I'd be involved with or doing or speaking to people about. (laughs) But now you're bringing this experience to the the podcast. So what it, what is the podcast going to be about? I know it's 10 episodes and is it a training exercise? Are you teaching people, groups, companies how to do this thing? Yes, absolutely. So the idea is it's kind of a master class of sorts of how-tos. I mean, when I got into this and stumbled upon doing advocacy myself, I was like, isn't there some some like <laughs> playbook, playbook, some guidebook, something that just makes this easy. Like I don't have time with volunteering with doing advocacy to reinvent the wheel. Like somebody just let me know what's been successful for you. Tell me how to do it. How do I create a group? What should our group look like? How do we raise money? How do we put on an event? How do we get the attention of the media? How do we pursue an audacious goal like creating a second license type? And so it's it's truly a how-to with um, sound bites of a bunch of interviews we've done from people that have been really successful on these topics. So we want it to be practical. Practical. We want it to be actionable. Um, we want it to be empowering and educational. So it's each episode will have a different theme that we cover. And then we'll get the sound bites from the experts that know how to do that, do it best. So can you give, um, give me some examples of some of the experts that you've got on board here? Absolutely. So first that comes to mind is Megan McRae. Um, (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. She has just been so successful with NASTRA Nashville and somebody that I reached out to way before we got a chance to interview her. And she was so generous with her time, but she gave us a lot of insights on the group organization and how they structured memberships and building bridges into the community. Another person that uh, was so educational is Claire from Galveston. Uh, Reswig, I think it is, Claire. She blew my mind when she educated us about uh, building bridges into the community. Because without community, you don't have advocacy. Mm -hmm. And Debbie from Portland really was like, I had one of those (laughs) like mind blown moments where I was like, wow, we're so focused on advocacy. We're not really focused on the bigger picture of community. And it, it shifted things immediately for me. Like this was, this was 
this opportunity has just been so incredible because I get to ask all these experts all the things I need to know for my own success in Denver. And so it's been a real gift to be able to say, tell me how you did this, like really break it down. Like how, how do you create membership? How do you do fundraising? Um, how do you write a media advisory? So it's been very, very empowering. Yeah, those people, you know, Megan in, in particular. We've we've had Megan on the show talking about you know, Nastra and and all the different things that have the different iterations of of Nashville legislation. And and I know it, she said at one. I think when I interviewed her, there were seven different lawsuits going on in the Nashville area. And then Debbie Herter is the, I mean, she is Oregon hosts um, with the, and I'll put links to. I'm going to put links to Nastra. I'll put links to the host to host network. And of course, um, Debbie has her own podcast as well, the host to host um, podcast. So we'll, we'll cover that. We'll, we'll make sure we've got a link into that one as well. And then I'm guessing Dave Krause is, yeah, has, has been a good contribution because the Rent Responsibly project, I think, was, you know, it was way, way before its time when he started that. Absolutely. It was so fun chatting with Dave Krause. Um, he just has such a vision for how he can make bigger impact in helping organize groups. Um, the interview was with him was super insightful because it hit close to home for him personally, which I think is if you're going to pursue creating an organization, the story needs to be personal to you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we had, we've, we've, I I haven't even done it justice to list off all the people that we've had a chance (laughs) to connect with. And everyone was just so generous with the information. And that's what I think has been needed in the community is how do we throw all of our resources together and create something where somebody that doesn't yet have an issue at stake or a threat on the line that they can say, okay, Maybe I don't have regulations that are changing for me, but what I'm learning here is that they probably will, and it's best to be organized now before you have to be in reaction mode. And that that is such a great point. You know that it's, it's all it's emergency planning uh, at its most basic. It's you know something's going to happen. It is you know if it might happen, it will happen, and having the plan in place to deal with it when it does. It's just the most prudent thing to do. We have emergency plans for anything that goes on in our in our properties. You know, if if a if a water pump breaks, we know which plumber to call and which one does the emergency service and how that process goes. So why would we not do the same for something a little bit more global to our entire business that could impact the entire business rather than just an individual property? It just seems like a no-brainer. But having said that, I mean, we don't have something in place, which is why I am loving this conversation and I am going to listen to every single one of your episodes. And I want, you know, I'm really motivated to, to get moving on this for our region and, and all our stakeholders too. Yeah, I think that's been like the blessing of COVID, dare I say, is that it was very exposing in how prepared you were or you weren't. And whether that was how your business was able to uh, cut off expenses or, you know, reevaluate what your spending priorities were. But also, if your state faced a statewide shutdown of, of your short-term rentals, it was exposing at how united are you with other property managers across the state? 
Do you have an organization created where you can have a direct channel to communicate with the governor? So I think it's, there will be the silver linings of COVID. And I think that is all about how prepared are you? And there's so many different avenues that you look at how prepared you are. You, you made a great point there. And I've, I've heard this from you know, many people I've talked to over the past six months or so who've been talking about the value of networking with other hosts, with other managers. And I know for, for us in particular, we had a very loosely organized, I say organized, you know, we, we'd met together with a half dozen other managers a couple of years ago. And we'd actually, you know, we'd created a, a Facebook group that nobody ever posted in. So when this all hit, we just said, well, let's reactivate this. And over the course of the six months, it's grown. We grew from, from five to, I think, 11 companies now that are in there. And we post frequently. And now we're getting out of the high season. We're getting into, and this is why I'm, I'm excited about this, because as we get into October, November, December, when it is quieter for all of us, that's our time. That is our time to get together and work on something like this. So... Uh, I always am impressed by you, Heather, because you're always planning in advance, whether it's your marketing strategy for the spring or um, thinking ahead of how can we utilize that time because it's so easy to live in the moment and forget mm-hmm. about how do we set ourselves up for success in the future. So I'm it, it makes me really happy to hear that you're already <laughs> having those wheels turn. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I, as you say, you've learned from everybody you're, you've had on your podcast. You know, I've, I'm up to a, 355 episodes now, and I've learned a lesson 355 times. And then in some of those episodes, there's been a dozen lessons to learn. So, yes, we're always out, always there learning from others. There's nobody who can say they know it all. It's, and as we said earlier on, you know, this business, this industry changes on a dime. It's just. I've been blown away by how helpful the industry has been to each other. You know, like there were more webinars than I could attend initially when COVID hit. I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, I want this. I want, and you just, you can't keep up with it all and still do business. Uh, but that is what's blown me away by the generosity of resources, the generosity of information and like authentic desire to help lift each other up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like that in other industries, but that's what's really like touched me about being a part of this community. Yeah, I fully agree. You know, I remember getting into this in in the late 1990s and there was absolutely, you approached another agency and said, can you tell me how you do it? Like they'd shut the doors. You know? <laughs> we, we don't share our secrets with anybody. And, and now it's just, you're total, you know, now I think we know, those of us who do it really, really well, we all do it really, really well. There's no secrets. You know, it's it's all about relationships. And if, if one company is better at the relationships than another, then they're going to achieve more. So, but in general, we are, as you say, all doing the same thing and helping each other out now. It's so different from where it was 20 years ago. Exactly. And then when we all when one of us succeeds and we share that with somebody else and we help them succeed, it has that foot that um, ripple effect. And that's what we need from a regulatory standpoint and a, um, a narrative standpoint is that if you don't want somebody else to fail at hosting, because it only hurts you in the long run. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey, Dana, what, uh, what's, what's one last thing you'd like to share with everybody that's listening to this? 
Well, I'm so, um, so excited to be here with you, but I'd say the importance of advocacy truly is the idea of acting before you have to react. And this podcast is going to be super helpful to give you practical tips, actionable things that are, are really going to be critical for you to jump on and, and put in motion. I'd say, you know, if you want to listen, just search for how to save your vacation rental business on any podcast uh, platform, whether it's Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, and then subscribe. So you can make sure that each one of those episodes, you're getting a notification about um, it's a bluish purple album cover with a orange lifesaver on the front of it. <laughs> well, I am going to subscribe and turning the tables. So I'm going to have you in my ear on my <laughs> when I'm out at the gym or hiking or whatever. So I can't wait to start listening and uh, and learning. And I'll make sure that the information on the podcast is on the show notes so that, you know, and I do encourage people, everybody listening to go and subscribe to it. I know that Matt Landau's production is second to none. It really is great. I just wish I had his resources. <laughs> Stuart and Tammy are amazing. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so it, it, it will be, I know, even without having listened to the first one, I know it's going to be a great production. And uh, I should also mention that it is sponsored by Track Hospitality Software, powered by TravelNet Solutions. So I'm giving you a little plug here, Track. <laughs> 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 um, I, I actually, actually, we're actually we're actually looking at Track as as one of our software providers. So, um, really we use them. Yes, do you? Oh, we'll mm -hmm. have we'll have a discussion. We'll have a discussion after this. Okay, Dana, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you with me today and talking about um, the podcast. I always, I mean, I'm you know, I'm I'm just a podcast fanatic, and and I think this is a huge addition to the the podcasts that are now being published in this in this industry. So thank you so much for doing it. It is an honor to be chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Heather. We'll talk again soon. Well, I came out of that interview with Dana Lubner feeling so motivated to get going and mobilize the rental agencies and the hosts that are in our particular part of, of the country and to work through a plan to perhaps create something similar to the Denver Good Neighbor Summit. Of course, taking it online and inviting stakeholders, inviting people that really mean something to the business and giving them a voice. And in that, creating the common voice, I think, of our business. And I know for sure that in, in our area, there's so many misconceptions about what we do. And we tend to get lumped under this, it's an Airbnb banner. And I think this is a great opportunity to climb out from under that and to share with the general population a little bit more about what hosting is all about, what responsible hosting is all about. And I'm going to be doing that with the help of, of Dana. So I really encourage you to listen to this 10-part series, even if, as she says, even if, even if you're already regulated and legislated, you never know what's around the corner and when something's going to change. 
So, uh, so yep, yeah, go along, go along to show notes, click on that and subscribe just like I'm going to do. So talking about virtual conferences and being online, I just want to remind you about the Book Direct show, which will be online at the end of this month uh, in just a week or so. And there's over 50 speakers talking to you about how to book direct. And I'm not going to name any names. I'm going to ask you to go to the show notes, click on the book direct show link and go and see the schedule, go and see who the speakers are because they are the people in the industry who can bring you all the best information on how to make this really, really work for you. I am one of those speakers and I will look forward to um, to being there with you and answering any questions that, that you may have after my session. So that's it for this week. You know, i am got some full sunshine here, so I'm heading out into the garden. But also my, my head is buzzing with ideas for an advocacy conference or some sort of summit to, for, for us to have here in Ontario. So I've, uh, I've got a long list of people I now have to get in touch with. So that could be the rest of my day. So wherever you're listening, I hope you're having a really, really nice fall. I hope the weather's good for you. I hope everything is good for you and look forward to being with you soon. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.